Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who sends the word with angels, who is made flesh among all peoples, and who breathes peace on all the earth. Amen. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have filled all the earth with the light of your incarnate word. By your grace, empower us to reflect your light in all that we do through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. And I didn't write out my children's message today because I didn't think I needed to write it down. Today, I wanna talk about joy again. Because if I'm right, this is our last Sunday in Christmas. And that means that Christmas lights will be coming down soon. We've been dealing with almost too much snow. I know snow can be such a good thing for us. It's fun for sledding and skiing, but too much is too much. And we are getting more light, but it's still cold and dark. And as those lights go away, I want us to keep remembering the joy. And I didn't look at the readings beforehand because I knew I just wanted to talk about joy. But here's the joy in this reading I just finished, which was so wordy. The joy is we know what comes next. We can take that joy of Christmas without the lights and without the reminder of the tree because we know that Easter is coming. We know, it's written in the Bible, we celebrate it every year. And so I just wanted to encourage everybody to remember that joy, because it's gonna be kind of dark. And that's okay, life gets that way. It happens. But while the Christmas lights come down, and it gets really sloppy and soupy and gross outside, try to reflect back to the joy that we had at Christmas and let it bring us through to Easter. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. The joy text was so on point for today because we also have this text from John that focuses on the light, and we are getting it just after the darkest time of year. And uh, for those of you who have been in Alaska for a long time, the darkness might not seem as long, but to me, I I'm, I'm continue to be astounded by how long of dark we have. I like dark, so that's cool by me, but it's still a time of year that is dark, is cold. The other thing that happens very often at this time of year is there's this great letdown. There's a letdown after Christmas, especially if you had gatherings with people that you don't get to spend a lot of time with, um, or if you didn't get to gather with people that you would have liked to have been able to gather because, you know, if you weren't able to travel or couldn't safely, safely gather. Um, still, this often you know, is that letdown period of disappointment. You didn't get to do what you wanted, disappointment if they're now going home. Disappointment if you, if you had gifts that uh, you were especially excited about and they didn't work out, or now you're past the gift-giving part of Christmas and you're into the paying for gifts part of Christmas, right? You've got 12 days, but our bills go on for a lot longer than that. Um, it can be a time of letdown. Also, the end of the calendar year, how many people accomplished things in 2021 that they wanted to? Some? Okay, good, 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 good. Um, often we have those things that, that we, we didn't accomplish and we thought we were going to. Um, certainly, I, you know, I expected to be, have my, my gathering bubble be expanded and everybody else's gathering bubble be expanded by this time and not have, have COVID um, rates going up, which by the way, um, more than doubled the week after Christmas in Juneau. So, you know, wash your hands, use your precautions, um, keep your vaccinations up, talk to your doctor about your concerns. Well, did I say wash your hands? Yeah, wash your hands, wash your hands. Um, 
but so so this can be uh, an emotionally dark time, and it can be uh, a physically dark time. And we get these lessons that are all about uh, orientation of individuals and community and reorientation of individuals and community. I think this time of year, especially on this year where we get two Sundays in Christmas, reorientation is going to be important for us to say, okay, where am I grounded? What are my priorities? What is God calling me into? What is God calling us into? And we focus on on the overwhelming grace of Christmas, and certainly we focus on the overwhelming grace, love of God, forgiveness of God, free freedom in in Christ every Sunday. But I want I want this time when it, it can be uh, we can be distracted by the past to say, wait, where is God centering me now? And I want to point out to you that in the Jeremiah. Uh, this, this text is most probably, I won't go through a whole Bible study of Jeremiah, but this text was most probably written as the Israelites were returning to Israel from the Babylonian exile. And that's the talking about uh, those, who are, those who are blind and lame, those with child and in labor, they shall return here. There's this excitement about people have anticipated, they've been reminded that they would be called back to Israel, and now they're being called back to Israel. And for some, that's pure joy. For a lot, that's a mixed feeling, uh, because that it includes some sacrifice. Being called back to something um, is also going to be particularly important as we read and hear about the disasters around the country. In Colorado, where people, um, I, I don't know what the count of the homes was that, that people are, have been burned out of, and we know tornadoes have destroyed whole communities, and we know floods have destroyed whole communities, and that's just in the United States. And then there are these weather uh, dramatic weather events in other parts of the world. Plus, there are these ongoing wars and conflicts in other parts of the world where people's whole communities are being destroyed. Whole, whole regions are being destroyed. And I don't know if anybody here has ever been displaced from your home in, in that uh, has ever been a refugee because of either wet weather or danger or something, something else. But um, I have not. And the way I've heard it described to me is, um, is, is really so powerfully connected to these texts of peoples whose entire expectation and world was ripped out from under them. And this word of promise that God is going to call us into restoration. Besides being restored to place or to jobs, potentially, or to relationships, which is is more of what's in my experience range, 
There's also this piece of adoption. And if you look at most, if not all, of our major uh, sagas, personal sagas, hero stories, they're called, but they're also personal, uh, personal um, mythologies or fairy tales or whatever you call them. So many of them have the hero or heroine orphaned. And that is a central theme in so many of our stories. The person starts out as an orphan. Think, think of some of your favorite stories, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, huh, if you haven't thought about it before. Oh, yeah, huh, these people are orphaned. And what happens is people who are orphaned start to collect, this is true in most stories as well, start to collect a community, a family around them that supports them in their calling, supports them in, in becoming who they're called to be. So that's orientation, losing your orientation, and then reorientation in terms of family. It also happens to people in, in families or households where they, their family kicks them out or rejects them for issues of religious identity or sexual identity or um, linguistic connection or um, citizenship. There are a lot of reasons. Those people also are functionally or orphaned. And then they start to identify their family. Well, for those of us who haven't had that experience, I don't wish it on anybody. But I want to point out that we have the challenge of understanding this sense of adoption. Adoption into God's family as wholly reorienting and redefining. So again, I don't wish on anybody the loss of their family, community, home. But I want you to remember that what is being talked about in all of the texts today is about these communities who have, one way or another, been devastated. And are now being shown how they are becoming part of the family, the family that is full of that overwhelming, unconditional, embodied love that can only come from Christ's grace. We have a Christ who became flesh. And John talks about that, especially because at the time that he was writing, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of uh, Gnostic philosophy that talked about how if you get special knowledge, you get into the you know, more elevated club. I mean, that's not what they called it. But it was the special knowledge that uh, led to these levels of higher being. And John's pretty much saying, nope. It's not about special knowledge. It's about this love for which we are all predestined. Lutherans don't talk about predestination a lot, but predestined to be loved by God and called into God's family. When you're starting the year 
I, I really appreciate so much Amanda talking about joy and about remembering the Christmas joy. But I also want you to think about how am I being reoriented? How am I being reoriented today? Who is my family today? Beyond who's in my bubble today, but who's in my family today? By whom am I claimed as family? And how does that affect my sense of identity, placement, relationship? And how does that allow me to live in terms of identity? Who needs to be claimed by you as family? To whom do you need to give identity and place? Who needs to hear from you about this incarnate word, this word that became flesh, became part of the human family, so that we could be freed from all the brokenness that binds us by this demonstration of free love. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to be good enough for it. You don't have to worry about whether you're naughty or nice. You just get it. I wish you certainly a happy rest of Christmas, which goes on for five more days, four more days, four more days, four more days until Epiphany. I wish you experience of that sacred light in a time of darkness. Appreciate how Christ's light can stand out in relief against our physical darkness, but also how Christ's claiming us, how God's claiming us as children can stand out in relief against some of the separation and letdown that can happen after those who are otherwise our family go. May you hear that overwhelming love and feel yourself a part of something greater and knowing that even so, you and me and all of us are being called into that full experience of God's kingdom that comes in the resurrection with Christ.
as we recite the creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Joining our voices with the heavenly host of Christians throughout time and space, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You make yourself known in the gift of language in diverse forms. Draw our attention to those who communicate through sign, braille, and technology. Make your church a place where all methods of communication are celebrated. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Creating God, the sun greets us anew each morning. Thank you for waking us up today to witness and share your abundance. Awaken us always to your wisdom and deepen your care for our natural world. Merciful God, hear our prayer. Emmanuel, in your name we are assured that you are with us. Train nations and peoples to honor and respect one another, especially those whose names and identities have been mistreated, neglected, or oppressed. Merciful God, hear our prayer. You adopt us as your beloved ones. Accompany parents and children navigating the adoption process especially those in the foster system. Sustain those struggling with identity or pregnancy loss. Tenderly embrace all in need. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Your journey with us through change. Guide those assuming new roles in this congregation or making transitions in their families, workplaces, or communities. As the seasons and the calendar change, equip us for unexpected challenges. Merciful God, you come to us through you come to us through those you call to positions of leadership. We pray for presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lisith of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Table of Grace Bethel. Grant wisdom to inform all ministries. Merciful God, we give you thanks for all who modeled lives of living service. 
Lead us in your grace until, with all your saints, we enter the fullness of your glory. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Rejoicing in your word made flesh among us, we commend these prayers to you, confident of your grace and love made known to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We Encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Gracious God, your word made flesh brings harmony to the earth. As we offer ourselves and these your gifts, prepare us to receive the grace and truth you offer at this table and renew, and renew in us the song of your salvation. In Jesus Christ, our Savior, Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the mission statement, the mission, mission of, of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran, Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing, so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, through Christ Jesus, the Word made flesh. Rejoice in Christ our Savior. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, 
current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.